You're listening to the Mighty Beast Podcast, Mighty Media, Episode 1, Roar. Episode one of a new segment we like to call Mighty Media, where on today's episode, I'm going to teach you seven ways to take better photos starting right now. So let's start. Number one, the rule of thirds Um, in photography and videography. The rule of thirds is a type of composition in which an image is divided evenly into thirds, both horizontally and vertically. Uh, The subject of the image is usually placed at the intersection of those dividing lines or along the lines itself. What does that mean? That sounds like I was reading something. Yes, I was. What that means is, or where do you get the rule of thirds? So uh, the most commonly used cameras today are point and shoots, of course your cell phone camera and DSLRs. And each one of them, by default, uh, they do not give you the rule of thirds. So you're going to have to go into your camera, whichever platform you're using, um, and you're going to turn on the rule of thirds. Um, On a phone, it's much easier. They give you an option. Usually they give you an option uh, on your camera app itself. Um, On a DSLR, it's pretty self-explanatory. Or, I mean, I do recommend that you... Uh, read your instruction manual or you Google how to access the rule of thirds on your um, on your camera or phone. Uh, so with, the, with that being said, the rule of thirds is a way to uh, is a way to compose your shot uh, properly. So that's going to go into number two, which is composition. So rule of thirds and composition play hand in hand because um, the days of the days of sticking your your subject in the middle of everything you know that's kind of old school it's not very compelling uh the rule of thirds kind of changes that um whether you're putting your your subject in those cross sections of the uh where the two lines um intersect uh gives a little bit more of a compelling look and a more dramatic look um one example i can use is say you're taking photos of a uh, a landscape. Um, what I like to do is I like to figure out which is more interesting, whether it's the foreground, which is, you know, usually the ground, sometimes there's rustic wood on the floor or there's buildings or there's, um, sand or there's people hugging or whatnot, or do I, or does it, or is the sunset or the sky more compelling? Um, usually when you're shooting sunsets, uh, you you would want to leave more of the sky. So, um, so what I would do is if, in in a sense of so picture this. So you have the picture of the sunset and you have your phone and or camera, um, whatever it is, and you want to compose it on the rule of thirds. So what I would do is, I would put the where the the where the water meets the sky in the in the actual photo or the frame. I would put that on the bottom, the the very the bottom thirds line, 
because you kind of want to show more of the sunset. So of course the sunset is more interesting than the foreground. So that's an example of using the rule of thirds uh, for composition. Now, another thing that you can do is say you're taking a portrait of somebody. Um, what I like to do is I like to use the rule of thirds, uh, the lines on the screen as a guide to kind of cut out the negative space of, of everything. I mean, you never want to live, leave too much negative space in a photo because it, it gets a little distracting. So that is number two, which is composition. Play with it. I mean, the, there's no right or wrong way to take a photo at this point, but using the rule of thirds and, and composing your shots um, accordingly or correctly uh, kind of sets your picture apart from everybody else's. Um, number three, learn how to use your focus. Um, most phones and most DSLRs or most cameras for, the, for that matter have great autofocus capabilities. Now, uh, a rookie or, or someone that doesn't really know too much about photography would probably let the camera do everything itself. And usually it's defaulted right in the middle. So you're pointing at you. And usually these, these phones or these cameras have face recognition. So it gets most of the faces, which is great. Okay, but what if there's something that it picks up and you don't want that to be focused? Um, so I urge everyone to learn how to control their own focus. Um, on a phone, it's pretty easy. I mean, you can pretty much tap where you want the phone or the camera to focus. On a DSLR, you can either manually focus or um, usually there's a, a trackpad or like a um, kind of like a, a joystick on, on some of these cameras where you can move the focal point around and you can focus just on the flowers or just on their face or just on their eyes. Um, so that's a, a great way to um, create these more dramatic photos. Like for, for example, if um, you're taking a portrait of somebody, it's just like if you go on like an iPhone, uh, like an iPhone 10 and, and later, uh, portrait mode. I mean, it, it, it blurs the background and your subject is focused. So that's kind of like another uh, way to learn how to control your focus. But once you learn how to control your focus, it, it you can your your photography will expand and get better at least by one percent, right? So learn how to use or control your focus. Um, number four, you want to try to use more natural light. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, using the power of the sun, the 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 natural light that comes into your house, or the natural light that uh, that that's outside in the shade. Um, some people have this misconception that when you're shooting outdoors, you want the sun directly on your subject. You really don't, because uh, in times of like say high noon or on a really sunny day, your photos tend to come out a little bit blown out. What, what I mean by blown out is there's just way too much light and the light is just way too strong on you or your subject. Uh, we call that, well, I call it when you torch people's faces. It just, it doesn't look good. Um, and uh, they're squinting, which is not a good thing either. 
so using natural light um, is both easy and hard. Um, a quick tip when you're shooting outdoors is it's better to shoot in the shade rather than direct sunlight because usually your camera can compensate for uh, kind of like the darker tones and it it just looks better overall. So whenever you're out shooting outdoors or if you're shooting a subject, you might want to start shooting in the shade. It Your photos will come out better and you don't have blown out faces. Um, so just make sure that when you are using natural light, um, you make sure you expose correctly. And when I mean expose correctly, um, if you're on just your regular phone, you might want to tap on your subject because what the camera does on your phone is it adjusts the, the exposure to compensate all the darks on, on you. So it, you know, if, if when you touch your subject on your phone, usually you're, your phone responds and it brightens up the picture just a little bit, right? Um, on a DSLR, you you always want to expose for your subject. So what that means is adjust pretty much adjust your adjustments on based on how much light you have or how bright or how dark you want it in that in that shaded area. Number five, stop using flash indoors. So you ever see that uncle at the wedding that is taking pictures of the wedding couple when the when especially when the the professional photographer is supposed to be the only one with a flash and he just starts popping flashes off like even if it's outdoors he really doesn't know what he's doing so yeah you don't want to you don't want to start doing that you look kind of like a fool um so stop using flash indoors meaning i mean why don't you try not using your flash on your phone and you'll see kind of the difference between the two uh, flash all it really does is adds light of course but it adds a lot of contrast so there's a lot of dark spots uh, usually when you use flash the only time i use flash is at is at events honestly because you're not trying to you're just trying to get snapshots you're not trying to create a compelling photo. You're not trying to get likes on Instagram or anything like that. Most of the photographers out there use flash, but only for like off-camera flashes, like strobes or like stuff where you can place specific things. And we can get into flash later on because that was a huge topic for me. I wanted to learn a lot. Got to pay the bills with this sponsor. How to use flashes and... Um, Flash is supposed to be pretty much used um, like outdoors, like indoors. Um, I use flash sometimes on my interior work just to kind of give it some fill. But in, but if you're starting to want to take photography serious or if you want to have better photos, leave the flash. Um, I mean, I would say shoot flash outdoors, if anything. I mean, stop using it indoors. It it doesn't it doesn't make your photos great. It it brightens it up a little bit, like depending on what you're shooting. But stop using flash indoors. 
Uh, number six, get an app or software to edit. Um, usually when your, your, your camera phone or your uh, camera shoots, it's usually either a JPEG or it's raw. You'll learn you know, raw later on when I, when I touch into that in other episodes, but it's usually a JPEG and it gets compressed. It, uh, usually a, a filter gets applied to it regardless, just to maybe sharpen it up or add some contrast. But, um, Usually, the photo comes out flat or it comes a little too dark or a little too bright. Um, using an app for or software to edit your photos, I mean, a little quick edit here and there doesn't hurt. That always helps. I mean, if you look at some of the people on Instagram that are only using iPhone or if they're using just their uh, camera phones, most likely they're using some sort of editing software to add more of a, you know, kind of like an Instagram look or a more dramatic look to things. Um, you don't have to go crazy. Um, I started out using, um, on my phone, I, I started using Snapseed, which was free at the time. I'm not sure if it's still free, but it, it's a software that's super powerful. It was uh, one of uh, Google's software. I think they, they ended up buying um, uh, Snapseed's technology don't don't quote me on that but snapseed it, it's cool because it lets you pretty much do everything that photoshop and lightroom does but in a very simple and user-friendly way um, it also includes like different looks like different filters that you can add to your photos to give it that more edgy look um, that's one of the uses i was using but now i use um, adobe's lightroom I, I am a adobe creative cloud uh, subscriber so I tend to stick to, you know, the brand that I pay for, of course, because I do pay a pretty good penny for, for, for the software. Um, but using a software really takes your photos to the next level. Um, so right now I use Lightroom for the iPhone. And what you can do is you can pretty much sync um, some of the presets that you have uh, what like say you say you had a photo you edited a photo and you can you really like the look of that you can actually save the presets and add them to a different photo which is great um but an app really does help um because most photos that need at least an exposure or like a brightness adjustment or um, usually they're especially when you're indoors or if you're in a house that has um, that doesn't have like all white light or anything like that. It usually comes out yellow or orangey. So softwares can help with that because you can adjust white balance and you can adjust. You can even go as far as like on a on, on a phone app. Um, Adobe has Photoshop on there. It has ways to heal and clone and all sorts of stuff. Like it, it's pretty much endless with with software. Um, if you're a, a DSLR shooter, you should be probably using. Um, something like a Photoshop or um, or any other third-party software. I mean, I, I, I personally use, part of my workflow uses um, Lightroom and Photoshop. Lightroom for when I'm doing, you know, mass quantities of photos um, and I want to add, you know, the same effect to each one. Um, but when I need to start, you know, deleting things like uh, if there's people in a shot or if there's, you know, something a realtor doesn't want to show like a like a like a piece of tape or if I see a mistake or if I, my lens are dirty, um, 
I, I tend to use Photoshop to do those really hard, tedious tasks. So look into, I mean, there's, there's apps out there that are super simple and easy to use. So my suggestion would to just be, you know, test them out. I mean, Adobe has uh, free trials all the time where you can use their software, even their mobile software. And what's great with the, with the Adobe stuff is that you can pretty much cross-platform everything. So if you're editing something on your phone, you can actually transfer it to your computer um, on any of their Adobe platforms, which is pretty, pretty amazing. But I do, personally, I use Lightroom for the iPhone and I use... Um, sometimes I'll use Snapseed to add some HDR effects or something like that if it's a landscape. But um, if 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 you just want to go s simple, easy, and clean cut, usually on the on the mobile phone, uh, you can do simple edits like color correction and exposure correction and contrast and all that stuff. So play around with it and. Uh, you know, you can always play around with a photo and you can always discard all the changes so you're not you know, you're not destroying the photo. But yes, get an app and or software to edit. Uh, the last one that we're going to talk about is joining a community. Uh, when when I st was starting out, um, there were no iPhones, to be honest. Uh, I think there were iPhones. I don't know if there was an iPhone, but I wasn't into the whole camera phone revolution until maybe about the iPhone 3GS. That's when I got my first iPhone, I believe it was. But um, for a while, I, you know, I was just Googling on how to do things. And um, once I got really interested in photography, I, I joined kind of a forum or a community because I really wanted to know where my work stood um, in some other people's eyes. So uh, I joined a forum. Um, it was a digital photography, Canon digital photography um, forum where if you haven't joined a forum before, uh, it's pretty much a community where you can post stuff and people can critique it or if you have stuff for sale or if you want um, tips and tricks on how to edit or uh, tips and tricks on gear and settings and stuff like that. And it was cool because people would respond to you and like, you started growing a, a, a fan base at that point because when you put your work out there, I mean, that's kind of the only way you're going to learn what you're doing right or you're doing wrong because someone's got to tell you. I mean, there's been so many times where I'd put out a photo and, you know, I think, I think that it's a great photo, but all of a sudden it's trash because the colors are off. And I wish someone would have told me that. So what I used to do is I used to take photos, and whether it was with my wife or whatnot, if I was testing some new equipment, I'd post it on the forums and I'd have it critiqued and I would get either chewed up or, or people would love them. Um, but that's old school nowadays, forums. I mean, there's still forums out there, but um, now people are in Facebook groups, which is great. Um, you can find a bunch of local photography Facebook groups, um, whether it's iPhoneography or you know Androidography or, um, or if it's professional photography. But what's great is you're going to, 
find someone in there that's pretty much on the same level as you and you can always talk to these people about how they do things or um, even just starting maybe like a YouTube channel or not not starting a YouTube channel but just having a YouTube account and um, talking to the community over there and, and commenting on some of the tu- tutorials that you're watching also helps um, with everything and uh, a community I mean they're always it's always good to join a community only because everyone's going through the same thing you're going through and everything everyone wants to get better so those are seven ways to uh, take better photos starting now first one is rule of thirds where you know get your settings uh, go into your settings and turn that on whether it's your camera phone or your DSLRs composition remember to position your or frame your subject accordingly using the rule of thirds um, and if you want more information on on the rule of thirds and composition you can always google this stuff and especially on youtube and um, i'll hopefully be making videos on this stuff as well uh, number three learn how to control your focus remember you on the phones you can always tap them tap tap your your focal point and on um, dslrs you, you you have the ability to move your focal point around on a joystick or um, depending on 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 what camera you have and then number four, uh, using natural light rather than using direct sunlight, you'll you I guarantee you your photos will look so much better when you start shooting in the shade, because um, in the shade the light's diffused and it's not so harsh, and that's saved me many times. Um, number five, stop using flash indoors. Remember, flash is probably more suitable for outdoors because. Um, yeah, I wish I could tell you right now, but it'd probably confuse you. But just trust me when I say use, stop using flash indoors because it it gives off a false sense of of security. Let's just say that. Number six, get an app or software to use to edit. Um, it's only going to make your, your photos better. Um, and number seven, join a community because I had questions and no one had answers until I joined a community because they know what we're going through okay so that's episode one hope this helps and i'll be hopefully pumping out more episodes like this and hope this helps keep shooting and all i can say is just keep practicing because practice makes perfect thanks guys